This podcast is proudly presented by Fan Babble Sports. What are we doing? I don't know, mate. That kid is superstar fire. in the making. Like the play's already gone, just please. Just put your flag up. Yeah, but what are you, mate? I mean, I am a wanker. You're listening to the Circle and Rectangle Show, Australia's finest A-Leagues podcast. I mean, I kind of feel bad, Jamie, because um, we wanted to do this kind of a little bit more regularly, but uh, look at this, we're a month between shows. <laughs> that's yeah, kind of that's a good schedule. Right? Right? Now we just wait another month and we'll miss the first few rounds of the A-League and then we'll just go over yeah. from there. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll recap. recap but, um, yeah, look, sorry guys, we're back after a month. It has actually been a month between shows. Um, Just a lot of stuff <laughs> has got in the way, a lot of technical issues, oh, um, yeah. scheduling difficulties. It's been a nightmare, but look... Circle and Rectangle Show yeah. is back uh, three weeks before the start of the next A-League season for men's and women's. Jamie Brown, how you been? Pretty good. It's been a very quiet month. We've been trying to get the show going, but every time we have a thing planned, you know, something breaks down, I get an extra shift at work. It just, it hasn't been able to work. We've, we think we have a good recording time at the moment where we're doing it today, but who the hell knows what's going to happen in the future? We're going to try and stick with something regular, but you know, it, I have missed the show. A lot has happened and it sucked not to talk about it, but yeah, yeah, a lot has happened and we're going to jump straight into it. Normally we would start in with results because there have been a few games played for both the Socceroos and the Matildas, but I think the big thing everyone wants to talk about is some hot topics. So we're going to jump straight into that. And the biggest hot topic made world news. Everyone around the world has been talking about it. Adelaide United midfielder Joshua Cavallo has come out as a footballer and he has proudly announced that he is gay. Jamie Brown, it shouldn't make world news, but it is. Yeah, there shouldn't be such a big stigma around a footballer coming out as gay. Like It's, oh, it's awesome it's that incredible he's, courage. Got, he's got the strength to do it. But, you know, the fact that we still have a stigma around it is probably the negative. Um but, you know, awesome football. Like, look at how good the football community is. So many massive players came out in support, clubs, players, personalities. Like, honestly, man, it must be a weight off his shoulder. He's obviously felt this way for a while now, coming through the grades, and now he's playing first grade. And to be able to openly come out and say, this yeah, is look, who I hey, am. Um, I'm Josh Cavallo, and I'm gay. Like, and it's it's awesome to see the football community rally around it. Like it's an inspirational story. And look, hopefully it does change a lot of the stigma around men's football. Like I think a lot of the people have been talking about, there's a lot of openly gay female competitors, like through internationals as well. But yeah, best in the world, uh, like come out as gay and, and, and no one bats an eye at it, but as a male comes out as gay as a professional footballer, he's currently the only top flight professional to come out as gay. And yep. It's, dramatic it's incredibly inspirational and showed um tremendous courage but yeah it's something that needs to change in in the footballing world yeah i mean it's it's awesome he got all the support he did but the fact that you know people felt the need to have to reach out and say how brave he is and how awesome a bloke he is that shouldn't be the stigma it should just be like yeah cool josh is a gay man doesn't change his footballing ability i feel like it's yeah exactly he's still a good footballer he's still a professional footballer and I mean, it's a part of who he is, but we need to get away from this stigma where it's, uh, I don't know, it's just stigmatized that he comes out and it's a, as big a deal. It should just be like, cool. I mean, you're an amazing footballer. You're a great bloke. You're gay. That's awesome. 
it's not it, it shouldn't be as big a deal as it is but i'm yeah. glad that he got the support from the footballing world like we did like we were talking before we came on zlatan ibrahimovic congratulated him and said how brave he is and if you can get zlatan ibrahimovic to tweet about someone that's not zlatan ibrahimovic you're doing something yeah. good so that's probably the biggest, biggest and achievement. And he also right had there. the likes of like you know. Marcus Rashford, Jordan Henderson, Gerard Piquet, yep. Yep. captain of um, Barcelona. Barcelona. Like, massive personalities I mean. in the footballing world have come and supported Josh, as we are here at the show. Um, and as everyone should yep. support those around them, um, there's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. There should never be anything wrong with it. It's who, these yeah. pe- it's who people are, yeah. It's, you know, you don't make these choices. It's just who you are and... I'm just glad he's he had the courage to come out. Like it shouldn't be a stigma, but you know he is the first professional footballer to come out as gay. And if it, it leads to many, many more coming out and showing who they really are, I'm all for it. It's a he's he's a leader. He's an inspirational leader. Absolutely, and and 21 years old too. Like yeah, that's it, huge. As you said, in six years, this has been dwelling on him. So yeah, it's a yep. massive weight off his shoulders and. Well done, Josh. We look forward to seeing you just uh, this A League season. Now that now that you're burden free, mate. He's going yeah. to tear it up. Imagine, yeah. Imagine he's got this on his mind while he's playing the last few seasons. Now he's completely free. He's out. He's open. I expect his game to go to the next level. And, you know, he has a profile now. Maybe it can see we can see another Australian moving overseas playing in the top league because, you know, he is a very good footballer and he is very young as well. Yeah. So Adelaide will do well to hold on to him. But, you know, credit to him, man. Very proud of you, man. Absolutely. We are very proud of you here at the Circling Rectangle Show. But another little bit of a hot topic, and as a Wanderers supporter, this fills me with glee, <laughs> but as a football fan, kind of breaks my heart. Uh, yep. MacArthur FC, the Bulls are club in crisis currently. And yeah, smile on my face because shouldn't have got it <laughs> in the MacArthur. first place. It's the inconvenience. But, yeah, it is an inconvenience, but yeah, club in crisis. I was at their home ground yesterday and it's not ready for the, it is nowhere near ready for an A-League season. Um, they've lost... Captain Adam Federici, who has announced his retirement from football. So we'll get into that one a little bit later. But yep. yeah, a lot of backroom drama at the Bulls. Yeah, you sent me that picture of Campbelltown Stadium, which, you know, I've played on that field. It is amazing grass to play on. But it, yeah, you're right. It's not 20 days away from the start of a season. It's something is happening at MacArthur. It smells. I have a resolution for them. You could just move the team to Canberra. Yep. Great stadium down there, Canberra Stadium. Deserve to have a team in the A League anyway, but yeah, um, we also hear a lot of things about the vaccination thing, and you know, um, one of their players allegedly has, is moving because of it. Their coach is rumored to uh, not be getting the vaccine, so how's that going to work? I mean, after their pretty solid first season, they've rebuilt and have an even better squad this season. But preseason's not gone well; they've lost all three games, including getting thumped five nil by Sydney. Uh, and now you've got this stuff happening where you don't really have a home ground, a little bit like Western United, but they have a ground that's just not playable. Not great for the inconvenience. No, not great at all. Uh, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of uh, backroom drama. Supposedly the owners getting involved with the coaching staff, and uh, could be a reason why Mark Milligan has also left the club. But the thing that <sighs> the one thing that annoyed me about that, talking to a few MacArthur fans, they're like, "Oh, it was such a shock that Milligan left like the club." Blah blah blah. I'm like, the bloke was named as a pundit three months ago <laughs> yeah. you can't really be doing that and coaching aside yeah yeah doesn't work no and i'm probably guessing he might be getting a little bit more money to be a pundit yeah maybe maybe but like you partners. can't be a pundit and associated with a club no. that's no. bad juju no and yeah because no one will take what you say seriously when you talk to praise about that club yeah it's 
it's interesting, and I would kind of implore Chris Babis, writer for FanBabble Sports, to, hey, maybe uh, write a blog about it. See what you can find out, mate. I know you're a MacArthur Bulls fan, but it doesn't seem good for a team that I'm kind of predicting to maybe win the A-League, but that could be changing. I had them right. in the top three at least. Yeah, yeah, I had them top three for sure. But this is uh, an eye-opener, especially if their gaffer can't be there on the sidelines. Yeah, massive, massive uh, thing. But um, we'll jump into it as well. Uh Adam Federici has announced his retirement from professional football after sustaining an injury during preseason. Um, no details of what the injury is, but he has hung up the gloves and look at really disappointing. He was such a he tied for most saves last year. He was a massive, yep. massive figure for the Bulls. He was recently named their captain before this injury. Um, tell you what, he's one season in the A-League and he's, he's a fan favorite. He, he was one of the top three. It was him, Jamie Young. And I would probably say, um, I want to say Redmayne, but it was probably Mark Birigidi with the three yeah. best goalkeepers in the A-League last year. Shocked that he's retiring. I thought he was in real good form and he was going to come back in and do exactly what he did and be part of you know, the first MacArthur Championship team. But everything has changed over the last couple of months. And sad that he's retired because you know he's been a great goalkeeper in Europe for Australia. Probably didn't get as many caps as he probably deserved. Just you know, was, goalkeepers just, he had around yeah, him. Yeah, look, look at the um, class he was in. Like. <laughs> yeah, but you know he's a great goalkeeper. Proved it last year. He got to finish his career in Australia and Moving to the guy that they've replaced him with, Philip Curto, his brief time at Wesley United was incredible. And if he can get back to that form, I don't think they've lost much. To be yeah, honest. that was a big thing I was talking about uh, with a friend of the show, Ruz, who is uh, obviously a MacArthur fan. Um, yep. Federici, absolutely, he was their number one standout, but they didn't really have a backup. Noah James, good no. young goalkeeper, but um, don't know if he was up to the quality to fill that role. But yeah, Philip Curto coming in and taking the gloves off Federici for MacArthur is a good signing. Very oh, good yeah. signing, and um, he'll fill that spot very nicely. But yeah, it's a sad time to see Federici go so so yeah. early in his A League career, um, especially with how well he played yeah, last 100%. season. Like it wasn't like he was winding down like Bozza when he went to the Mariners. He was in fine form, like great form, top three in the league for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, they've replaced him with someone who could also be a top three goalkeeper be, in the be. league if he can get back to it. Um, what other hot topics do we have, at Jamie Brown? Uh, we can talk about a few major transfers that we've missed because it's been a while. I mean, Jamie Young to. Wesley United for me was a shock. Jamie Young going there. Same with Wenzel Halls going to um, Wesley yeah. United. They're looking good this year. I don't think they're going to be bottom dwellers. They, they're looking good, but you know that not having a home ground sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you can see them. We've seen all the news that they're trying to go to South Melbourne and other clubs around the MPL down there, but they're saying no. But I just thought Jamie Young would retire at Brisbane. He was probably the best goalkeeper. Some of the saves he made last season were out of this world. And the fact that they just let him go for nothing mm-hmm. is incredible. But... You know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what he's like in that goalkeeper jersey. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. And another transfer I don't think we actually have spoken about, but um, there's a there's an English footballer come across. He's playing for Perth this year. I don't know. Have you heard oh, of him? Adam, Daniel Adam, Sturridge? Adam, oh, I thought you were talking about Adam LaFonja. He played for Sydney a couple of years in last yeah. year. But yeah, I've heard of him. Didn't he like start out at City and go to Chelsea? I didn't hear much of him after that. But so. Yeah, no, I, I think he had a little bit of a stint at Liverpool where he was partnered with like a Uruguayan bloke and does this funny little thing with his arms when he scores. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's a big play for the A-League. Um, Daniel Sturridge. It, it is. It's a, he's, yeah. a, he's a goal scorer. He was part of probably one of the best striking duos in Premier League history with him and Luis Suarez. That Liverpool run. Still didn't win a Premier League. They didn't win a Premier League, but they were, <laughs> they were a phenomenal goal scoring duo. I think yeah. they, the two of them combined outscored like the rest of the top six clubs. Yeah, he he on his day he is a very good striker. He's tall, he's physical, he's very frail with when it comes to injuries. But you know, 
he can be the difference between Perth Glory getting beat 5-0 by Melbourne City and getting beat 5-1 by Melbourne City. Yeah, so I be. think he's a big name. He'll draw crowds when they play away. Well, Unfortunately, they probably won't. They, it, looks like, it looks like they will be playing all their games away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know, he's a, he's he's... He's like a Del Piero. Del Piero was a bigger name and did more for the sport in Australia. I think maybe we haven't seen look him at, yet. Like, so. I think also where Del Piero came to, like he came to Sydney FC where yeah. massive Italian population in yep. Sydney, in and New South Wales. So that's massive. But everywhere, yeah. everywhere they went, there were you should saw Italian flags in the ground. So it did improve crowd numbers and it will because there are uh, hundreds of English fans in thousands, millions probably. Maybe not millions, but like, thousands of English people in Australia yeah. that will go to watch him because he is an England, England international. I want to see him do well. I just... I look at that Perth team. The reason why they've done so well the last couple of years is because of Castro, and now they've lost Castro. No, yeah, no, who's strikers, going to be so. feeding? Who's going to yeah. be feeding him? Can he sustain? Like, can he survive being injured? How's he going to deal with the yep. heat playing in the summer? A lot yep. of things, but yeah, like a lot of my mates don't don't care for the A League too much, which annoys me a lot because it's it's good football. But they'll, they'll support your local dude. Yeah, league, like they'll go to see Daniel Sturridge because a lot of them are Liverpool fans, and it's Daniel Sturridge. Gosh. Poor saps. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah massive, you know. massive get for Perth Glory, and um, well yeah. done, Brad Jones, for getting him across. Good friend, uh, Brad yep. Jones coming back to the A League. Yeah, excited for that. Looking forward to seeing him play for Perth. Um, great goalkeeper, another Australian goalkeeper who probably didn't play as many games for the Socceroos because we had so many good goalkeepers at that same generation. So, but you know, I think he's a boost. For, I think he's more of a boost for the club for the team than what Sturridge will be. I think they'll need him in goals there. You know, he's a good organizer of defense defenses. I think he'll be more of a boost than Sturridge, but Sturridge is going to boost crowd numbers across the league. Sturridge will boost crowd numbers, could bang in some goals. Um, The only thing is he'll be banging in goals away because uh, Western Australia Premier Mark McGowan, this is getting political now, um, doesn't want to open borders to the rest of the country until maybe June? Maybe June. So uh, Perth will play one game at home, probably behind closed doors. No, it'll be against Adelaide, I believe. And there, okay. the Adelaide, uh, the South so Australia border, West Australia border is open. Okay, so they'll be allowed to play against Adelaide in front of fans, but then that's it. They will not I be returning. I think they're eight or nine Perth. weeks away. What a... He's a clown, man. He is a legitimate clown. I blogged about it in my takeaways a couple of weeks back and put the clown nose on his face, but he is the most sensitive snowflake clown I've ever met. Dan Andrews has a bigger pair of balls on him than this this clown from WA. Like I feel I feel bad for our mutual friend Nathan Booth. Yeah. He ain't coming home for Christmas. No. Well like, he's not coming home for next Christmas either. No, not not at this rate. Like I just don't understand. I mean, <clears throat> Perth I mean, it it sucks for them because they have no real no say, but you know, you're gonna be spending another solid amount of time this season, probably the whole season, knowing what that guy's like away from your family. Could you imagine like somewhere? I know a lot of Perth like reading the the comments and that on on social media is the amount of Perth Glory supporters that were so happy to see Dan, like Daniel Sturridge come down, yep. and they're not going to see him play because nope. no no play. teams allowed to come to Western Australia. He'll get that one game in Perth, and that'll be it. It'll be a sellout. Oh yeah, but that, that's twenty two thousand yeah. fans. Like it's not like it's a city football stadium. Come on, twenty twenty three. Yeah. No, the question yeah. Yeah, that sellout. The question I have, Jamie, would you move? Theoretically, with the signing of like Daniel Sturridge, would you m- move Perth games from NIB Stadium at that 22,000 capacity to somewhere with a bit more capacity or keep it more, make the tickets like blow up? If you can't get a, game, like, a ticket for this game, get it for the next one, kind of boost the crowd numbers into like pack out a stadium. So like, 
they, the only real ground they could move to is Optus Stadium. And then you got to think, are they going to get 60,000 people for that game? Because it's an oval, mm. so it's going to be shit. It's like playing at the SCG. It's just garbage. But if you're going to guarantee you're going to sell 60,000 tickets, <clears throat> you do it. If it's but going I to be your only game in Perth, would you do it? You could try. I mean, you got to try something because it's the only game you're going to make any match day revenue from. And it's Adelaide, so it's kind of a derby. There's a WA South Australia thing. I don't, they don't really have any hate, but they don't like each other, I guess. So well, they like, you could they try. seem to like each other more than the rest of the country because they're the only border open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could try. I mean, then you might get Adelaide fans, Englishmen. I know Adelaide, South Australia is a big state for English mm-hmm. settlers, so you could get a lot of Englishmen going over there to watch him play. The problem is, but right, he's an English player, but he didn't do a lot for England. Like he scored goals against teams that were nothing. So it's not like you have David Beckham coming over here, an English superstar. Or, you know, if Jordan Henderson signs with, uh, I don't know, Western United in two seasons' time, he's a big name for England. He was a captain. That's a draw card. Daniel Sturridge. Eh. You get Liverpool you, fans, but I don't know about the you England fans. You are a clown. You are a clown. Eh. I mean, I'm an, I am an England fan. and Clown. I could honestly count You're on a clown. Hands. I'm going to clown you. How many, You're how many a clown. goals I remember from him. You're like, a clown. But no, I didn't Hulk, keep it in NIB plan. Stadium and pray to God that you get that your premier either resigns in disgrace or grows a pair of testicles or gets persuaded to open the borders to at least other teams to bring their teams in without fucking quarantine rules so that you can play in front of just a home crowd. Like, but yeah, he's a he's a clown. He's a bigger clown, clown than I am. Yeah, you're a clown and a wanker, but you're a clown. <laughs> Not as big a clown as that bloke, but yeah, fair enough. Throw back to the intro. Yeah. That's great. Love that intro. Oh my God. Um, I am awake. You are. Uh, I had something else I was going to talk about. And now I've forgotten because you just clowned. There was a few hot topics we had. Ah, one that I'm going to get on. Uh, Socceroos, mate. Socceroos are yes. playing in Sydney in two weeks' time. Of course, we should talk about that. Yeah. They're, what two years away? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Playing at Com- Combank Stadium. Combank, yep. Uh, been referred to as another name the last couple of weeks yep. in my friendship groups but um yeah clown shocked yeah <laughs> well i didn't say it first doesn't matter you can keep going with it <laughs> i do um i will kill a joke um yeah it's good good gonna be good to see i think you and your brother are heading out there i'm not um oh you're not i know he's pushing me to go he's push- he was pushing going. me to go but uh unfortunately uh, you won't I, finish work on time probably that and uh i have things on thursday why on a thursday <laughs> it's not this thursday it's the next I know, one right? but i've got the things 11th, on yeah. thursdays yeah, I know. As a coach, you you have a life, so <laughs> I'm not working, so I can probably go. I'll have to see how I'm feeling. I, I might go because it's live football, you know. It's and it's, it's a good stadium. I was going to say it's your national yet. team, but you're a clown. It's not my national team, um, but your, I do hey, like. Where's the your British passport? I want to see it. Uh, probably still at my. I want to see it. That no proof. I don't even have my own passport at my house. So <laughs> degenerate, get him out of my country. <laughs> They're all at fucking my parents' house. So. Get him out of my anyway. country. The soccer is made the so. national team. You can't, you can't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna clown you. I'm gonna throw you under the bus. You can't say that England is your men's national team and then your Matildas are your other national team for your women. No, no, you pick one. Oh country. no, no, I like the lionesses. Pick as one well. country. I no, it's England. You've picked wrong. I, I, <laughs> but I do like the, I do like the Matildas just because you know they were the only team Australia really had that had anything good when I was growing up, and they still are the only team. Like growing up, you know. Australia were terrible. They never made any tournaments. Oceania, no one gave a shit. I, Are I saw... you telling me that the 2006 World Cup side... Okay, that was different. Uh, that, that was is when the they started gold, becoming good. That is good. the golden generation of Australian football. But I'd already been a diehard England fan for 10 years. 
like Clown. all I'd been told was England. So Clown. You know, seeing them in the World Cup was good. I watched all their games, but I would rather see England win than Australia. So, I, but the, I wouldn't mind seeing the Matildas win the World Cup at home in 2023. I think that would be awesome. I think they have a real good chance because you look at some of the young players coming through. But yeah, Socceroos back at home. I will probably go. So Troy, if you actually listen to this show, I know you don't. Um, I will. I will come. Buy me the ticket. I'll transfer you the money. But yeah, we'll see how we go. Yeah, outrageous. But um, look, I think that's enough for hot topics. We'll jump on to uh, something that we spoke about the Socceroos. So um, look, the results are in. That's right. The results are in. We had a few games for the Socceroos for World Cup qualifiers, and uh, the the streak continued. We beat Oman, made it eleven in a row. Yep. Then we lost to Japan. We always lose to Japan. In no Japan, how bad they're playing. <sighs> but Oman was the scary one, right? Oman they was beat, the scary one because they had beaten they beat Japan, Japan and they beat yeah. someone else as well. Saudi Arabia, I'm pretty sure, and who also beat Japan. So it was good to get that win, and you know, made the record 11 in a row. It now it's a standalone. It's a standalone. We're not tied yeah. with three other countries. We are standalone, the best. Yep. And I mean, the other ones you were chasing were the 18 for South Korea and Mexico in back to back qualifying. Uh, 12 so for a- South Korea, 18 for Germany. Oh Germany, okay. So you know, it was a you know, it would have been nice to have gone close to that. You would have got a good. If chance we got going twelve, I'd be pretty one, happy. But... Like we did it in one campaign. South Korea did it in two. But well, if you beat Japan as well, you're also guaranteeing you're going to the World Cup. Yeah. Because you're then that for much further ahead because they did lose to Saudi Arabia in that first match day. So and Oman. Yeah, but like that. that yeah, sorry, the yeah, match yeah. day before they played Australia, they lost to Saudi Arabia. So there was every chance that Australia beats Japan. We go, we go through, Cup. yeah. But um, like Japan just doing Japan things. Oh, it's. And as is beige, just doing as is beige, beige things. <laughs> uh, look, it wasn't the best performance from the Australian left back. Um, kind of at fault for the first goal and then kind of scored an own goal for the second to give Japan the win. But look, we got to 11. That's all we care about. And we're still going to yeah. go to a World Cup. That's all we care yeah. about. Um, it's guaranteed. It now. is. But then live football back in the country, we uh, the, we saw the Matildas play Brazil twice in two friendlies, Saturday the 23rd and Tuesday the 26th just come by. Uh, I went to both games. Nice. Very good. Good to see live football again. Um, great to see the Matildas get up one game. And then at least we didn't lose to Brazil, who were a very good side. Um, yeah. But uh, that Brazilian team, it's flesh blood. They are yeah. breeding new new crop for the uh, Brazilian side. They were a very aging team. They still had Marta, who is without a doubt one of the best female footballers ever. Yeah, um, of all time, yeah. But look, that was it was great atmosphere too. It looked like a huge crowd. Which was good because it was a free to air game as well. Yeah, fifteen thousand so. is not capacity combank. It's probably just over fifty percent, but the atmosphere was incredible. Yeah, it sounded loud. I was watching it at Northies out with my mates on a big te- on free to air TV, which is probably the biggest thing for this. It was a free to air game, Matildas, and they got the win. Dominant performance too. Yeah, Brazil pegged it back to two one, but it was Matildas had so many chances to score. Good to see Mary Fowler getting on the score sheet. The young, the young. Not rookie, but you know, a young player, Claire Polkenhorn from a great head across. Could you goals imagine where... both games having Claire Polkenhorn as your first goal scorer in a <laughs> if multi? If you had money on that, if you had money on that, holy crap, you are buying a house on Cronulla Beach. Mate, right you're now. going it's... to you go to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, that's just unbelievable. Like what are the and, odds? But it's Sam Kerr's brilliance. That that head across goals. Yeah. She is the best play- footballer in the world right now. Men's or women's. Hey, hey. Her dominance in every game. Ellie Carpenter. Nah, it's Asia's it's best Kerr. footballer, mate. Ellie's good. I love Ellie Carpenter. She's a good player. But Sam Kerr, every time I watch a play, I, I only watch Chelsea women's team because of Sam Kerr. Like she's such a good player, and you know she, her influence on those games. But you know you're seeing Remy Simpson coming on, Kyra Cooney Gross getting more game time, Mary Fowler getting more game time. 
Um, I would have liked to see Alex Hyun be in that squad, but she's playing in Denmark at the moment, so I don't think she could be released for it for quarantine rules. There's a few. Europe. There was a few um, Europeans that couldn't come across. Yeah, but you know we have a really good crop of young girls coming through, and you know Sam Kerr, Caitlin Ford, they're not old. They're still coming into probably their prime mm-hmm. of their careers. So, you know, we got a good 2023 World Cup at home is looking really positive. That American team's going to be weak. Sweden looking good, but also aging. I think we're in really good, really good stead as long as this gaffer cannot fuck it yeah. up. Um, still not a big fan. I, I gotta, gotta I, be I, to be fair, Furry's tactics, not a big fan. Furry's uh, sideline antics, big fan. Yeah, big his fan. personality, yeah. big fan. But the way he puts a team, I think they... Won that first game 3-1 because we just have the best players in the world on our team. And the second game, you know, different squad, sort of let it go a bit. Got the 2-0 lead, have a 2 or draw. Yeah, Brazil's not – it's not like we're having a 2 or draw with New Zealand. Yeah. You know, it's Brazil. Uh, Women's or men's, they're one of the best nations in the world for football. Um, yeah, so um, we one thing, uh, Sam Kerr is now one goal away from tying Tim Cahill yeah. as the uh, – all-time goal scorers for Australian teams. For Australia. Uh, Alana Kennedy, her uh, was it 100th cap for the Matildas on, on the Saturday night? On the Saturday night, yep. So congratulations to, um, to the Alana Kennedy. Cap wore the armband for that game, so well done to that. Um, but one thing I didn't talk about in Hot Topics, but now that we're talking about the Matildas, I really want to get into. Ellen <laughs> um, Stachich, former Central Coast Mariners coach, former Matildas coach, has taken over yep. the Filipino uh, national women's team. And yep. um, they have just drawn the Matildas in the Asia Cup. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Benta. <laughs> wow, he's a phenomenal gaffer too. The one thing that I saw with that was um, a lot of Sydney FC fans were sort of saying, oh, well, great. If we lose the first three games in Sakoka, we can't get him now. It's like, relax. It's an international job. We still can get him. It's it's the Philippines. All right. He's, he's definitely still attainable. But, you know, that's going to be interesting. I think we'll destroy the Philippines. But, you know, he's, he's a very good the Mariners coach. last year. <laughs> yeah, look, what it, technically he sets up a team really good. If he can find a little gem in there, like he found for the Mariners with Alo Kuo in the Filipino system, you know they could jag a three or four nil loss. But um, I still think Australia will dominate really badly. Very much so. But um, I don't think that's all we've got for this week's show. Yeah, Socceroos, Matildas, hot topics again. Jo- Josh Cavallo, legends. Um, yeah. yeah, not a lot going not on. Not a lot. Uh, we are we are nineteen days away from the launch of this year's A League Men's Izuzu Ute A League Men's <laughs> competition. So now I've got to get a new fucking ladder. Um, yes, but yeah, <laughs> like looking good. Paramount Ute. Plus going to be fantastic. Free to air TV. Big fan of the um the two seven pm kickoffs on Saturday night. Uh, also a big fan of Simon Hill. Yeah, absolutely. We are <laughs> a big fan of Simon Hill. I, oh, it feels. I good tell you again. what, listening to their free to air commentary teams. I'm really impressed with this punditry. Yeah, they've got it right. And you look at that whole team, aside from Archie Thompson. Um, they've got I haven't right, so. been... I'm not as disgusted in Archie Thompson as I usually am. I mean, it's just... He as long as he doesn't Captain talk about victory. That's, he's Michael Owen. He's Michael Owen of Australia. As long as he talk, doesn't talk about Melbourne victory, he's very good to listen to. Yeah, but he will talk about them because they're going to be good this year. They are very good this so year. Tony he's going to be they're on his high a few good players. Uh, yeah. Bruce Jitte has been fantastic. The yeah, whole team he, has been I mean, fantastic. GT is so well spoken. Yeah. He's he's a perfect pundit. Milligan's been good. Luke Wilkshire's been really good. Uh, Tara Rushton, it's awesome to see her there. Probably one of the better moves up there with Simon Hill. Yeah, I, it's it's going to be good. And just free to air, man. Free to air, TV. Have football in Australia on Football's free to air. back. A-League's in three weeks' time. Yep. <sighs> I'm ready. We've got some FA Cup games coming up soon in the next couple of weeks. I don't know who's playing. I don't think FC play Olympic. That's all I really know. So 
It's been a bit hard but to yeah. follow the FFA Cup considering borders have been closed and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But look, we'll get around to that eventually too. Jamie Brown, it's been good to see you. First time in a month. You too, man. Yeah, uh, it's good to be back. We'll try and be more regular. You reckon another month? We'll wait until the f- uh, like first three rounds are done or we'll jump in before? Oh, we should probably do a preview show. A big preview show. One before. Yeah, yeah we big do a preview, preview show. show. The next one. Next big preview. Maybe get a special guest on for that yeah, one. Maybe. Possibly maybe. gaffer of a team that Possibly plays We don't know yet. Um, look. Pretty confident. That's a circle Daniel show for this week. Uh, sorry for yep. it's been a month. Been a nice quick one. Um, see you in a couple of weeks for the uh, preview yep. show of this year's A-League season. Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of the Circle and Rectangle Show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We love hearing from you guys, so please hit us up on our socials, the Circle and Rectangle Show on both Facebook and Instagram. Drop us an email, show at gmail.com or at show on both TikTok and Twitter. And don't forget to check out fanbabblesports.com for the latest blogs and podcasts.